Well, Leanna, from the Trump Hotel to the Gray Bar Hotel, it looks like Trump's luck has finally run out. Well, we'll see. It looks bad. This is unlike the Russia investigation or any other investigation. You read the unsealed indictment and they have they have like times and dates and quotes and conversations and recordings and uh, text messages and emails. They, they've got so much to prove that what Trump did, that Trump knowingly took yeah. documents he knew he wasn't supposed to have, that yeah. he knew were classified, that he showed them to people yeah. just to show them to people, it, to show it, off. It said he knew they were classified. Yeah. So it's I don't. mental. See, this is what happens when, and I knew this would eventually happen, or I hoped, he got away with yep. so much. Yep that he just got completely sloppy thinking he could get away with anything. And because mm -hmm. this, I mean, if you read the unsealed indictment, the specificity of the charges and the evidence that they're presenting, sure. there's, I do not see how he skates uh, from this. I don't. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, even if he's, you know, even if he's cleared on the most serious charges, and I, I don't know how that happens here, but he's Trump, never count him out. The even the lesser ones are felonies. Yeah. He... And, and I mean, the significance here is if he's convicted, he cannot be president. That is the benchmark. And he's listen, if if you're if you're gambling that he will not be convicted, um, you had better not buy any lottery tickets either, I, because I, yeah. this is the, the again the specificity, the evidence that they have to go forward with. There's yeah. he's got no he's got no defense. He's got no defense yeah. for any of this stuff. He, yeah. I mean, he showed off a secret military uh, yeah. map to somebody just to show off that yep. he had it. Yep. Yep. Ve like bizarre it just the like you said he got away with it for so long he didn't think he'd ever get caught and so he just got more and more and more brazen and i mean i i said when this came out that unless they've got him dead to rights they probably wouldn't press this because they cannot afford to lose well i mean they have evidence that he deliberately uh, had documents like swore to documents to the FBI that he knew were false. Yeah. Um, they yep. uh, he, that he uh, directed his lawyers to lie that he uh, that that he everyone knew the boxes were there and were classified. That he kept trying to move them to keep uh, away from anybody being able to like anyone taking them back for them being discovered by the government. Okay. Like, they, he wanted them. He didn't want the government to have them, but he had the boxes out in plain view on his stage in a banquet hall at Mar-a-Lago. And yeah. then he moved them apparently to some sort of shower. Well, he had them moved. Of course he doesn't lift anything himself. Uh, Other than and, his bulk. Yeah. But then they moved it from there and put it in a storage room and apparently the boxes fell over and his like you know valet slash body body man 
um, opened the door one time, found like the documents marked secret in plain view because they'd fallen over and apparently staff were taking pictures and showing each other these documents, trying to figure out what to do with them. Like it is, it is. I thought it was going to be much more, you know, connect the dots. It's, it's not, it, it's just, he, he was using them as bragging rights. And I mean, this is a bit of an over-exaggeration, but I read it as potential blackmail material that he was looking to throw the people who worked for him under the bus to try to escape blame for some of stories that were obviously true about him, that, that America was pretty close to war with some other country. And he's trying to claim it wasn't me. It was his general or something like that. They didn't, they didn't say which, you know, military official it was but it's just what i mean yeah, i'm it's... i'm so sick of talking about trump i don't want to i'm talk not about now trump. i'm not i was well, sick this, this is historic this is yeah, just i was sick of what? talking about trump now i'm not because the guy had no business done. he has he had no business being president the problem is too many people covered for that guy and and we are not immune. I'm going to do the cliche of we are not immune to this stuff up in Canada. We have major political party leaders refusing to, you know, take classified briefings on national security issues because they want to be able to gab on social media. They not want major, no, 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 not major political parties. Pierre Polyev refused to get a security clearance so that he could see these documents. Let's not, it, was, it wasn't Singh and it wasn't Trudeau. It no, was Singh, Pierre Prolev. Singh had the briefings. I am no fan of Jagmeet Singh, no. but he took the briefings and he's still complaining about the government and nobody's coming after him. So, you know, Polyevra's uh, justification for not doing it is just, it, it's not true. Because Singh took the briefings and he's still, he's calling Trudeau a failure and an embarrassment to the country every other week. Yeah, he's a failure and embarrassment to the uh, country. And I am going to continue to keep him in power. It's This is why no one listens to Singh anymore. But, you know, I think that with Trump. Well, okay. In fairness, he's saying that until the election interference is sorted, having an election right now doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's Which, okay, it might be. It's way better bullcrap than what Polyevra is is trying to sling. Like at least there is a logical structure to that. Now, yeah. I mean, if you've seen the the if you've seen the briefings, it's probably clear that he is kind of BSing, and you know, it he should know better. He does know better. Uh, but yeah, the. Fact that the fact that we have a major political party in this country that is deliberately shirking its responsibilities to be informed because they want to sling mud. Yeah, that's well, so messed up. Listen, I think that come the next election, Polyev is going to be stomped worse than Aaron O'Toole. And uh, you worse know what? Than, who was the putz before him? The guy who sent his kids Cheer. to school. Yeah, that guy. Um, 
I that think he's terrible. Get... The guy that sent his kids to school. Well, that, that, uh, I, that he charged the conservative party. Yeah, he, well, to no, pay he for was his kids' taking, school. Yeah, he was he was taking donor money to send his kids to private school. So I so. think that uh, Canadians, the more we see what's going on in the states, the less we are inclined. Because okay. Canadians are very much in elections. They're like when when somebody has in, been in power a while, the you'll hear people say, "You yeah, know it's what? It's time for a change." Well, yeah. And let's give them a chance. Yeah. Let's give them a chance. I remember yeah. going way back to 1990 when Bob Ray got elected. The overwhelming yeah. thought was, "You know, the other people have had their chance. Let's give them a chance." Yeah. You're less likely to roll the dice when you see the garbage fire that is the United States, you're less likely to dance with the devil and say, you know what, this guy who sounds like the people in the States who are wrecking their country, yeah, let's give him a chance. And I think that Trump, the reason Trump took these documents and it's been proven out by how in this indictment, how he showed them off and in what way, I think yeah. he felt emasculated by losing the presidency so this was his way of clinging to something that he could show his power. This was his way of, of keeping his, his erection um, by Yikes. showing off to people. I'm not president, but look at this. Look what I got. Well, I think that, yes, he was certainly trying. He was trying to find people to blame. Trump's a narcissist. You know, maybe not diagnosed. But he has so many markers of narcissism. It's, it, it shouldn't be controversial to call it what it is. And nothing is ever a narcissist's fault. The problem is that since the 80s, uh, the US, Canada, the world in a lot of ways rewards narcissistic behavior we put narcissists up on you know narcissists and sociopaths are the only mentally ill people that hollywood portrays as cool and that's messed up because they're they're the dangerous ones and that's why hollywood portrays them as cool but also because hollywood is full of narcissists well that's the thing I remember and, and it's a mental illness for a reason. There's a reason it's called narcissistic personality disorder. You know, that's not just being a little full of yourself. That's what we're seeing here. The behavior becomes so reckless and so destructive that it actually, you know, negatively impacts a person's life. And we're seeing it play out. You've got to, if you if you are concerned that this indi unsealed indictment is going to be a lot of boring legalese, no, this is, it, it's crazy. It reads like a crime novel. It, yeah, is, I'm... it is fascinating to read it because you just read one thing. You're like, oh, wow. And then the next one, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It just keeps building. There's just, yeah. It's just hit after hit after hit after hit of just it, it, with, with witnesses on the record and with there, investigations there's, and there's, documents showing that what they're charging him yes. with is for real. They're not they're not just alleging something. They've got concrete evidence. Yeah, you'll hear the term speaking indictment in the uh in the news a lot. And that's when uh an indictment is just a statement of charges. 
that, you know, a speaking indictment fills in the details that they they state for the record where the charges are coming from with events and dates and times and names where they can. And uh, this this is this isn't just a speaking indictment. This is a screaming indictment. And, and I think it, that I think that uh, that uh, Weasel DeSantis has been banking on this oh, happening so yeah. that even though he's trailing Trump, he's still uh, number two. By, yeah. Well, he's definitely a number two, but he's still number two by a significant margin. If yeah. Trump is forced off the stage, then he is going to uh, he inherits it and he can run for president. And I think he'd be defeated because. I'm pretty sure people are exhausted with this whole woke crap. He's still beating on a day. This is like somebody who continues to say, what's up? Um, <laughs> you know, or one of those old catchphrases. The, the woke thing is, is, is exhausted. People are done with it. And he just keeps beating the, beating the, 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 the dead horse about the woke thing. I think people are like, and he's, Built all of his bona fides is, are built on fighting woke, and this is where woke goes to die. And people are like, you know what? We don't give a damn about woke anymore. Yeah, we There's don't issues. care about woke. We can't afford to pay our bills. Yeah, and it it <sighs> the conservative politics is unique. You cannot judge conservative politics based on common sense or reason it is all emotion and do we have to go to a break or should we should we well if you want to we can go to a break yeah let's go because i don't want to go super long like we might as well go into the next segment on this because we're going to because i want to i i want to not just go oh my god about this for an hour i want to talk i want to because we got other things to talk about besides this I want to actually be something of a journalist and contextualize this for people because the purpose of a media filter on these things is why should you care? What does this matter? And what can you do about it other than feel powerless? Um, sure, we can go to a break and do that. Okay. I'm uh, here's the context. He's caught. I don't. Yeah, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah, and I'm going to enjoy every step. There's a lot of shenanigans that can happen between now and then. And you know, another thing we should talk about, um, what, how riled up do his craziest crazies get? Oh, it's going to be, we are entering Game of Thrones territory now. Oh, going to be dragons? Possibly. See, that would be awesome. It's not going to be dragon. Just a lot of idiots breathing fire. All right. Now, we are going to talk about other things in this podcast. It is not all going to be about ha, 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 ha. They got Trump by the short and curlies. Um, But uh, Liana wants to provide the journalistic context. Uh, So let's let's do it. Okay, so we have a situation where, yes, Trump got caught. He's caught. The question is now what? Now this is this is going to be a major test of the system because Trump has the money or other people's money. He's already fundraising off of this to burn on lawyers. He's going to try to beat this charge. 
And no, this isn't could... a charge. This is multiple charges. Yes, but he could still skate. Yeah. I'll there bet you now be, he doesn't skate. They're, they're already trying to claim prosecutorial misconduct against the key witness, the guy who moved the boxes. This is all throwing crap in the air to try to delay everything as far as possible. This well, will not work. Well, of course, it's about throwing things in the air, but it does sometimes work. And so I, one of the things the media is terrible at regarding these stories is setting reasonable expectations in the minds of the public. They always overdo it. They always try to predict what's going to happen. And you can't. There are no guarantees here. I don't want anybody to think this is a done deal. That's not the way it works with the law, you especially not the law involving rich people. I mean, O.J. Simpson got off. O.J. Simpson was charged with what? One charge? Yeah, but he was guilty. We don't know that. Uh, he wrote a book, If I Did It. No, he proposed that he would write a book called If I Did It. Yeah. It never actually got published, and the person who signed him for the book got fired. Yeah, um, but like he pretty much <laughs> said... That, see, that's another mar narcissist move, too. Nudge, wink, you know? So... It it happens. It is not a guarantee that everything is just going to coast along. Anything can happen. But I don't think he has the best lawyers anymore, though, because the best lawyers will not work for him because he is a terrible client and because they're afraid that he will lie. But so these, lawyers, these the... These, the people he's got, I mean, the person he had for that sexual uh, uh, assault case with E. Jean Carroll, that guy, he looked like a cross between a Sopranos enforcer and Fred Flintstone. Okay, he he was not the best lawyers. lawyer in the world. He had multiple lawyers in that case. He had that guy. And then he had some lawyers that were actually pretty good. But, you know, Trump didn't even show up to court for that, which looks bad in front of a jury. He did not help himself. But yes, he did, because they knew that if he showed up, he was going to lie, and that would be easily provable. Well, this is Trump's problem in a nutshell. It's He doesn't know when to tell the truth. I sat through those deposition tapes on the E. Jean Carroll case, and, and this is going to be the challenge for Trump's defense, is that he lies about things he shouldn't lie about. He made the same mistake Amber Heard made in that trial, which was when it's very clear something is not true. Don't keep trying to convince people that donate means pledge. You know, he leadership means it's ultimately your responsibility. And that's Trump will not Trump will not submit to that standard. And so he could very well just explode, you know, in this case. He he could just wreck it all for himself. But who knows? He might be scared enough that he can behave just long enough. But the bigger question here, okay, and the, the significance of this to Canada. I mean, first of all, God, it's our neighbor to the south. Can you imagine having to deal with this guy for four years? You know, say what you want. I know a lot of people personally don't like Trudeau, don't like the Trudeaus, don't like the Trudeau family. But he's an adult. 
He's up to the job. And they have to make up crazy rumors about him. I don't like using the term crazy, but there's nothing like the, his marriage isn't real and all of that stuff. All that's irrelevant. We got to focus in this country now because we've got, you know, so-called people of God, religious people taking their kids to protest, stomping on rainbow flags, saying don't involve children, except when we do it. You know, th there are these forces here. And the problem was America got complacent in 2016. They let their personal dislike of Hillary Clinton and the fact that her campaign was run terribly get in the way of what was right in front of their face. Long story short, someone ended up as president of the United States that never should have been president. Trump being president is proof the system failed. And it's really easy to point fingers, but the whole system just failed because it was a system based on accountability being enough and no matter where you get no matter what rules you apply it does always come down to the fact that you know if somebody is just going to break every rule in existence they will get away with it for a while now how does this apply to canada well because we have a lot of the same simmering tensions and so far our system and our people have been better at, you know, keeping them relatively at bay. But we can't get complacent. You know, we are coming into a period where people are really, really scared. And to me, what happened in the U.S. is a bunch of people in positions of power and influence decided to exploit people's fear and shame and gave them easy targets, you know, whether it be Hillary Clinton or whether it be Hunter Biden or whether it be woke or whether it be, you know, trans people, gay people, black people, you know, Muslim people, whatever. They point them at a target so they don't have to feel like failures. And that that hijacks the intellect. And so we're going to have an election sooner rather than later because the minority government situation. And we had an election in Ontario where people just didn't bother to show up. And I get everybody hates elections. They are so acrimonious. I have I have clients in my peer counseling build, uh, business right now asking me how to handle talking about politics going in going into the U.S. election. People are done. And I get it. And we're going to get even more done because of these rate hikes and inflation and times are getting tough like they haven't been tough for years now. Times have been tough for years. There is more pain to come and people are naturally going to look for someone to blame. I am begging people, don't blame your neighbors and don't fall for conspiracies. There are reasons and we can talk about those reasons we can talk about mistakes but treating every politician as just inherently corrupt means the really corrupt ones do well 
And we know we know some people, right? And we know some people in politics. We know they're not horrible, corrupt people. There are good people in politics. So people have to do their best and please don't let the fear and and the sense of shame and the need to deflect and project and blame don't turn it on your neighbor because we're all someone's neighbor no one wants that done to them don't do that to other people don't let the seductively easy solution make you do something against your best interests because that's how trump happened this th we saw this guy coming he was a known commodity all right well I have nothing actually to add to that. Um, and I think that's a good place to bring this particular segment to, to a close. So, Leanna, are you wearing hard pants or soft pants right now? Soft pants. Soft pants. Soft pants. Um, there, for those who don't know what that means, there's this thing now since the pandemic, the difference between hard pants and soft pants. Hard pants are the pants everyone wore to the office before the <laughs> pandemic. So uh, jeans, uh, dress pants, uh, cockies, uh, those things are considered hard pants, whereas soft pants are anything with an elastic waist that don't fit snugly. Um, so you, that's, what are uh, cargo pants? Cargo pants are hard, they're hard pants. Are there? Because they're totally in the middle because they're a drawstring. They're not you know, they no, fit they're, they're hard pants. They're hard pants? Okay. They're hard, yeah, cargo they pants are hard pants. I wore a pair of cargo pants. I had this one pair, like the the bottom cuffs have ripped off one side and there's holes in them, but they're just so comfy and I hate shopping for pants. So I don't, I don't want to get rid of them, but I'm like, are these hard pants or soft pants? I'm pretty sure anything with a substantial pocket is a hard pants. I have some soft pants with pockets because pajama pants are soft pants. Yeah, but those pockets aren't really substantial. Oh, they can be. I've never seen soft pants with substantial pockets. Yeah, no, I'm I'm rocking the Joe Fresh yoga pants right now. I am I am the softest of soft pants right now. Uh, all right, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I there is a third category that one of my callers on my radio show this week pointed out. Yeah, no pants. Uh, okay, I I. If if it weren't kind of moist and warm, no pants are no pants are tough in Canada. We don't really have the climate for no pants. I am a big proponent of no pants, but you know, practicalities. All right. So that's a little bit of information for you out there. You may not have realized you were wearing hard or soft pants. But pants. but uh, you're wearing something um, or you're wearing nothing or you're wearing no pants. That's the third option. A um, couple of deaths this week that uh, resonate, especially in uh, southern Ontario. Um, I don't know if, Leanne, are you old enough to remember Commander Tom? Yes. You are, huh? Okay. Wow, the way you framed that. What about the way I framed it? Are you old enough? The answer, yes, suggests I'm old. No, it suggests that you've lived long enough to enjoy something like Commander Tom. Yeah. When was Commander Tom on TV? Uh, I think he went until the mid late 80s, early 90s. 
Okay, and when I was a kid, I thought I was Lion-O from Thundercats. The timeline's check, Ed. Hold on, Commander Tom. When was he on the air? Uh, it went from 19... Uh, hold on a second. This is very important to get this accurate. Because he, uh, he, he, in, in this, in this 1952, the... he started. Wow. Um, he introduced Dust Mop, the, the dog puppet, in 1967. Uh, uh, an alligator puppet, Maddie the Maud, uh, Cicely Fripple, um, and Cicely's evil sister, Cecile. And that show went until... Uh, 1991. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was on WNED TV. It was the Buffalo Fox uh, uh, affiliate. No, it was WKBW, the Buffalo ABC affiliate. Oh, the Buffalo ABC affiliate. Okay. Yeah, that uh, also ran Rocket Ship 7 in the morning with Promo the Robot. And during the disco era... um, Promo the robot would only come out if they played disco music and he came out disco dancing, which was hard because if you ever see pictures of Promo the robot, his arms were like vacuum cleaner tubes right. and things. So right. it was anyway, Commander Tom, Tom Joles was also the weatherman. This goes back to a really simpler, nicer time in yeah. the world of television. Yeah. When you the people who did the local news were really, they, they felt like family members. They felt like part of your community. Mm-hmm. And they would often do double duty, yeah. hosting things like kids shows or uh, late night shows, like, you know, running, uh, you know, scary movies like Count yeah. Floyd on SCTV. Back, back in the days where you were allowed to be more than one thing at a time. Yeah. And yeah. there was just something genial and friendly about the whole thing. And kids would rush home to watch Commander Tom uh, four o'clock. Um, who who is did they play the Hercules cartoons or was no. that something else? No, no, they didn't. Hercules was very much a Canadian thing. Okay, um, who, what did Commander Tom play? He played um, uh, Superman, uh, okay, clips, okay, um, or Superman TV, the George Reeves TV series, uh, Three Stooges. Uh, oh, okay. It might have been Three Stooges. I love the Three Stooges. The as a kid. Little Flintstones, Batman, Little Rascals, the okay. Munsters, the Adams Family. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Parky Pig, Bugs Bunny, Touche Turtle, and Peter Potamus. Remember them? Touche Turtle. He was like a musketeer. I Touché do turtle. not. I do not remember. Th- you know, obviously that worked into my psyche somewhere but I don't actively remember it. What about Peter Potamus? That I remember. I think because my mother liked the name. He was a hippopotamus who was an adventurer. Yes. And wore like a pith helmet. Yeah, I remember him. And uh, later on, it uh, uh, near the end of its run, it became Commander Tom's World and was only on weekends. Yeah, that's right. And it played uh, Rainbow Bright, the Get Along Gang. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's where I saw it. And of course, that's where I saw it. Davy and Goliath. Yes, that's the stuff. God, I watched Davy, Davy and Goliath when I lived in the U.S. Davy and Goliath introduced me to two words I've never understood, I'd never encountered before. Then what's that? One is a peccary. Okay. Which is a wild pig. Right. A peccary was 
ruining his, I think his grandfather's crops or something. Okay. I'd never at that time heard of a peccary. Right. Um, and uh, Jicket. Okay. His club that he belonged to were the Jickets. And their opponents were the Squeegees. Okay. Um, but and wasn't that like a Christian thing or something? It was. I think it was the Mormons. Davy and Goliath. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I think the oh, okay. uh, Davy and Goliath was the Mormons. Interesting. Um, Interesting. and I don't. I don't know what a jicket is. Yeah, uh, I don't know what a jicket is either. I don't know that it's actually any. It's got to be something. A jicket. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I okay, just, it, that, it, that's it. Rainbow Bright, Rainbow Bright, and uh, uh, Get Along Gang. That's what I watched on Commander Tom. Well, I'm trying to look up Jicket, and it seems like Davy and Goliath made the thing up. Possibly. Jicket Possibly. name meaning in ancestry. Jicket, the Jicket family history. Um, no, I don't think they were talking about being a family. No. You know, from Alabama. Right. I don't think that's who the Jickets were. Um, the, we know what a squeegee is. We know what a squeegee is, yeah. I remember. I can still remember. The Jickets will beat the squeegees. The Jickets will beat the squeegees. The Jickets will beat the squeegees. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, Davy and Goliath was probably a, like, parent. We don't like this. I imagine that would have been quite hard to watch if you were old, older than like six years old. Well, I mean, the, the thing is that it always, it never played in like great slots. Like it wasn't a popular Saturday morning network cartoon. It was the kind of thing that was on early Sunday mornings. Yeah. With, yeah. with um, remember the uh, wonderful Wizard of, of Oz, that weird oh, cartoon? I loved that. It was sort of the eerie. The streets are made with gold, and no it, one ever grows old. That's right. You know, in the, the funny world, place funny called, place the, called the, world the world of Oz. Of Oz. Yeah, yeah, and then also that new adventures of Pinocchio uh, stop action claymation. Yeah, remember that one where yeah. like Pinocchio? See, there was a kid I went to school with named Joel. Um, he had hair like. Pinocchio in that cartoon, but in real life, it it, it was greasy and flat to the head. And, okay. Uh, they had Jiminy Cricket and Steed Stallion, and uh, it was also it was a very those were like very bizarre off network kids shows that people remember because there was an oddness to them. There yeah, was a strangeness and, and an eeriness to them. And now anything remotely odd is dangerous. Or extremely popular, like the what was it? The Odd Parents and fairly Odd like Parents. That. Oh, I don't think you could do that show now. The Oblongs. The Oblongs were awesome. You could absolutely not do the Oblongs now. A lot of things you couldn't do now that I mean, uh, you, are harmless, people but would, people would probably complain about Veggie Tales now. Veggie Tales, I believe, was done by a Christian organization. It, it was, and that's why some people would complain about it. I don't remember. I mean, I don't think I ever watched VeggieTales. I tried to. I mean, I was too old for VeggieTales, but I tried to watch it once. I was bored to tears. I, I mean, there were some good. The last kid show I was like, oh, this is amazing, was Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah, that was a good show. You know what? No, I think My Little Pony Friendship is Magic was later than that. 
Never got into the My Little Pony. Vegetables. Oh, friendship friendship I, I just, is magic. Every quality. time I saw a salad, I just thought of them slaughtered. So it was like, just no. Yeah. Um, but like, My Little Pony is magic not my was thing. quality. No, no. You would like Friendship is Magic if you gave it a try. All right. Well, maybe one day I will. Yeah, it is quality. Um, another death um, cemented in our uh, collective past. Uh, the Iron Sheik. This one hurts. Iron Sheik. Now, he'd been ill for quite a while. Yes. He'd, yes. Been, uh, he'd been in a wheelchair. He'd been ill. But his spirit continued. I mean, if you ever... I ran into him, I guess, last time was about nine years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the words you could understand that he was saying yeah. were almost always the F word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just cursed a blue streak. And apparently he didn't run his Twitter feed, but they captured his voice and his voice was in all caps. No, I, I know the people who ran his Twitter feed. It, that was quality. Yeah, they were like him. They were uh, of Iranian uh, ancestry. Okay. And they yeah. ran his Twitter feed and... You know the, the th he was he was one of the great heels in that era, era of wrestling, right? Yeah, like, he uh, he joined with Nikolai Volkov, the yeah. Soviet villain. Like, and... like, yay, racism for entertainment, right? Like xenophobia, woo! -hoo! But it it was, I mean, it was the eighties. But I... apparently, he he was married to the same woman for forty seven years. Yeah, he was great to his extended family. Yeah, like there there were all these things about him that like. He was a good person. Yeah. And it, it just, you know, it that, that's the difference between a bad guy, like a heel on TV and a bad guy. Yeah, well, he, I mean, I met Nikolai uh, Volkov yeah. a few years ago before he, obviously before he died. Yeah, um, and he was the gentlest yeah. old man. The gentlest yeah. old man who apparently uh, had uh, in his home, he had tons of cats. Oh, yeah. Um, so he was a, a very, uh, very nice, nice man. Um, yeah. He uh, but anyway, Iron Sheik, apparently there was a documentary made about him recently. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like just not long ago at all. Uh, yeah. which I'm glad they managed to, to, you know, to get something in to tribute him before he passed yeah. away. But those guys like, like Iron Sheik, they were part of wrestling when wrestling was so fun before yeah. it was such a corporate business. Yeah. Um, when these guys had to, you know, they would tour around city to town and do cards and the characters were so broadly sketched that they were very much like cartoon characters. I don't think they had writers back then. And, you know, that everything changed when they had to admit it wasn't real. Yeah. Well, I mean, did anybody ever think it was real? When, when I was a kid, I did think it was real. Yeah. You know what? A lot of kids thought it was real. Then you get older, you're yeah. like, nah. but the thing yeah. is, it was theater. It was great theater. It, and it yeah, it was good guys and bad guys, and it was very simple stories, and then it got weird. Now, I still prefer it to UFC because it's not real. But yeah, yeah I mean, 80s wrestling, it it was it 
I, I think when people talk about it being a simpler time, it's stuff like that that they're referring to. Um, so R.I.P. Tom Joles, a.k.a. Commander Tom, and yeah. uh, the Iron Sheik. Well, we've only got a few minutes left, but I do want to mention, you had said uh, when all these uh, bi- or book bans were happening Oh, they're in not the bans, Ed. They're curriculum. They're totally uh, bans. Yeah, they're bans. Uh, when yeah. these book bans happened in the States, you said someone's going to turn that against these conservatives because yep, uh, you... the the laws were written uh, or the, the edicts were written so broadly. Yep. Like, you know, uh, don't discuss gender well, identity. OK, well, boy and girl are gender identities. Yep. Yep. You know, so yeah, um, you can't draw a picture of your family. Because you're not allowed to, because now family structure is sexualization. Because how do, you know, how do babies get made? Well, there you go. So if a gay couple sexualized, a straight couple sexualized. I personally think those rules were written that way deliberately. So they lasted just long enough to boost DeSantis's profile, but, and, and others, but it got, nuts and one of the things i said is by the way the rule is written they should ban the bible and somebody da, da, da. else thought that yeah. uh in utah uh, utah of all places yeah a parent complained that right. the bible was inappropriate for children to read because of it's got incest it's got rape it's yeah. got so violence. A vi- lot of violence. Yeah. Lots of violence. Um, and it's just not, it, it, you know, lots of sex. It's think of the children. It's not appropriate for, for young children. And the based on the rules they had set, the board had to agree yeah, that the, the Bible is not good for anybody under any students under high school level. Yep. And, and they're not wrong. But, no, but it just points out the hypocrisy in such a like this is the way. Don't yell and scream. Do something strategic like this, which makes a point and hoists them by their own petard. Well, there's other ones working through the system right now that are doing similar. People, um, for instance, complaining that what what was it? Oh, yeah, somebody uh complained about uh you know, a straight couple having a picture on a teacher's desk. There are people, they're working their way through the system. This was just one of the first ones. But yeah, people have to get strategic, it, not just loud. Because people are deaf. It's not just that they're tuning out. They are deaf. They are deafened by the noise. And that's fair. Uh, yeah, it is fair. And... Also fair, not only is the Bible restricted in uh, schools in a more, in uh, Utah, but in there Mormon. is now a similar complaint against the Book of Mormon in Uh-oh. Utah. Yeah. Because the Bible didn't surprise me because it's Utah. The Book of Mormon is going to be a challenge. And of course... The conservatives are saying the Bible is the foundation of our society and children should absolutely be reading the Bible. And uh, no, I mean, there's children's Bibles, which sanitize that stuff. Because one of these blowhards 
was like, just give them a children's Bible, problem solved. And it's like, okay, what parts of the word of God are we allowed to strip out now? Because, it, you know, you're the one saying gay people and trans people and you can't just ignore the Bible, but children's Bibles are ignoring parts of the Bible. Don't talk logic. What's the matter with you? You're supposed to speak from emotion and uh, from uh, indignation, yeah. moral indignation. The interesting thing is the people who scream the loudest about the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, have no idea what's in the Bible. No, no, they, they have don't. Zero, all they know is Bible good. Um, and there's this, there's they this don't guy. Know. Yeah, there's this guy I talked to who's from one of those very religious families. Um, so we have sort of an interfaith dialogue going and it's, it's, it's abundantly clear. The more I talk to them, the more I realize that they don't, one, they don't understand what's in their book, but, or the context, uh, you know, because where something appears in scripture is just as important as the, the quote itself. And they'll argue context whenever it suits them and then ignore it also when it suits them. But they have no idea how much the King James version of the Bible actually changed meaning from the original Hebrew. It's glaring in parts. One word, like the difference between valor and virtue regarding what makes for a good woman, changes the whole meaning, right? It does. And I mean, there was changes from... Uh... Hebrew to Greek, from Hebrew yep. to English. And yep. interestingly, what people don't realize is what's called the Old Testament or also the Hebrew Bible, um, the people, the figures in in that, that uh, the characters in, in that uh, text, they yeah. were never intended to be examples of what you should do. They were, there were always examples in them of what you shouldn't do. They were, they were very human, uh, uh, flawed people so you can never really hold you can't hold abraham up as a uh a, a, as a paragon of virtue well, isaac you know jacob they all did things solomon they all did things which showed that they were human because they they were they were flawed and the idea is these were stories about human nature but people they hold these people because their names in the bible these people are are icons they're not the 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 Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, uh, is very different from the New Testament, where Jesus is like a perfected being who you're supposed to emulate. You're not supposed to emulate the people in the Hebrew Bible. I, I don't I don't entirely agree. I think that the nice thing about the Torah is that you have imperfect people who did good things. And so you can work with the stories and go, okay. Here was this person's good points. Here was this person's blind spots. Here were the things they had to work on. And I think it shows that you can do good things. You can be a net positive in the world without being perfect. That's probably a better summation. And uh, speaking of summations, it is time for us to head out. I really um, didn't think we'd be talking about scripture when we started this show. That's the, that's the beauty of this show. You never know where it's going to go. You never know where it's going to go. And we don't it know either. could it could be the sublime. It could be poop. <laughs> All right. I wasn't ready for it to go there either. Sometimes um, it's both, you know? <laughs> Just... So uh, Liana can be found uh, on uh, at Red Liana K on Twitter. And also that is her handle on Twitch, 
where she hosts a uh, three-hour show live Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern time, where she plays a video game and offers very, very funny commentary all the way through (laughs) and an ongoing (laughs) chat with people who are watching. Um, uh, Her videos are on the YouTube channel, Leanna K, for uh, a week. Five, if you support her through Patreon, which many people do. Um, And she hosts, of course, the podcast, uh, It's Not Therapy, which navigates the madness of mental health. It is um, informative. It is human. It is fun. It is uh, it is empathic. It is it is interesting, and it is all the things that so many of these mental health podcasts uh, aren't. Because those are I've listened to some. They're dry. They're boring. They're sad. <laughs> this isn't that. So yeah. it's not therapy available on all podcast platforms and the SiriusXM app. And if you want to find me uh, five nights a week from technically Tuesday, but okay, Wednesday midnight through uh, Sunday uh, midnight, I am on uh, 94.9 The Rock in the Toronto area and therock.fm online. Uh, We take calls, we take requests, I talk about stuff, and we play great music. So check that out. All right, Leanna, it's time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.